0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Colin for our new show, Unruly, with Ryan and Rob. This is your co-host, Ryan Knight, and I'm excited to be joined by our other co-host, Rob Bermudez.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: And our guest today is Rome Bethia. Rome is the co-founder of the Revolutionary Blackout Network and the founder of the Tour for the Poor. Rome, welcome to Unruly.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. It's, uh, it's a pleasure being here, talking to some people that... uh you know think like we think and want solutions other than you know all this bullshit that everybody else uh, want as an electoral leaders i shouldn't say but it's glad it, i'm glad to be here man thank you
0: dude it's a, it's i you're someone i look up to in the movement you always uh lead with your heart and you're always out there in the community and i'm excited to uh, talk about uh, your incredible mutual aid work uh, and the importance, really, of organizing outside of the duopoly. Uh, but I want to first get your take on uh, the Biden administration's ongoing complicity and corruption, because I think that is a key factor and a good starting place for why the people uh, shouldn't be wasting any more time, energy, and resources. Uh, on a party that has no interest uh, in making things better for the people. Um, So just this week, uh, Biden's approval rating has hit a new record low of just 33%, while two thirds of American workers reported saying that their wages are not adequate enough to cover the rising cost of living uh, in the United States. And the Democrats' response to all of this the best that they can co- they that they can come up with is to just blame Putin for everything all, all week. The, the Democrats have been on a, a media blitz with where their mission has been to shift the blame for the rising cost of living in the U S to Putin by branding it. And I quote Putin's price hike. Now I just gotta be real clear with people for a second. Uh, You know, I'm sorry, but Vladimir Putin did not write the U.S. laws that have enabled corporations to rake in record profits at the expense of the public. Vladimir Putin did not pass record bailouts for Wall Street uh, during the pandemic and give massive subsidies to big oil companies and big insurance companies. Uh, The Democrats did that in collaboration with Republicans, all while pretending to be for the people. So forget about the Democrats actually doing anything to help the people. Democrats have instead decided uh, to just use their majority to wage a propaganda campaign uh, and shift the blame and desperately try to explain away their failures so they can continue to serve their corporate donors while the people struggle under rising inflation.
2: Rome, what is
0: your reaction to Democrats blaming Putin instead of actually leading and using their majority to help the people?
2: I mean, this is what they do. You know, uh, this is how they fundraise all of these politicians from Democrats to Republicans. They all have some type of uh, boogeyman. Uh, Democrats are the boogeyman to the Republicans. The Republicans are the Democrat uh, are the boogeyman to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But when we step in on foreign policy and whatnot, we have uh, created boogeyman for certain events like these when we have sanctions against the people of America. And we have announced that we have put sanctions against the people of, of, of America, but they blame it on Putin and people fall into it because of their hatred that we have, uh, the hatred that we have been birthed and bathed in for mm. the uh, people of Russia, for uh, Vlad- uh, Vladimir Putin and uh, Kim Jong-un uh, and um, from the, from the video games, you know, uh, Call of Duty and, <laughs> right. uh, uh, you know, they have been prepping us. They have been prepping us for these days, for these times when we are actually at war, So we can turn, uh, our hearts will grow cold to the people of Russia. But if you can actually see through the propaganda, you will know that uh, not only is uh, Biden starving you out now, he's really the reason why we are here today. And this is why he has the presidency right now is because they rewarded him for doing uh, the the corporations that control this, uh, this government uh they rewarded him with the presidency, I should say, yep. because of what he has done for them throughout these decades. Uh as far as oil tycoons, the uh insurance companies, what he did for the credit card uh companies back in the uh eighties and nineties. Uh yeah. So he he just playing his role. This is what they do, but they always gonna have some type of boogeyman and uh China is is next is next to bet because we see China has like 75% of the manufacturing. You know, they are building more than us. They, uh, uh, they people are, uh, other countries are actually trading in their uh, in their currencies and whatnot. Uh, so as the American dollar and the uh, petrodollar is falling, America is gonna need another boogeyman to go after, and they have been prepping us for war with China, also, you know, uh, and trying to, uh, Put it in our hearts to dehumanize these people and make them make us think like they don't take care of their people even though they have pulled out millions of people out of poverty while millions of people go into poverty in our country you know but
1: yeah yeah so Rome you talk about dehumanization and I think that's a really really important thing to focus on when we look at what's going on what's the situation in Russia uh, it seems there's this Kind of consensus of let's just make the russian people suffer they must all support putin they're not real people you know it's it's okay to support nazis as long as they're fighting against russians and when they're killing russians well they had it coming and we see the same kind of treatment for uh i would say we see the same treatment for the unhoused folks here within our own borders um what i guess what's the full extent that dehumanization plays in allowing the united states to to commit such atrocities both domestic and abroad. And, and uh, mm-hmm. how can we push back against that? Like how can we foster a sense of community and, and bring back um, some much needed empathy to start seeing things out of this? Well, you're either in our borders and you're with us or you're outside and against us, or you're either in my class or you're in the class below me and you don't exist to me.
2: See one thing people need to do is break down the borders, you know what I'm saying not just. Physically break down the borders, sense in your mind, because we all are human. We all need this earth to survive. We all need to trade uh, within one another, uh, from country to pe- from uh, from country to uh, people to people, and that's just how the modern life works. Unless we're going to go back to re uh, to living off of the resources that we only get that we get only from our from our country. Until then, we're going to have to trade. We're going to have to learn how to bargain. We're going to have to learn how to talk. Love and uh do this with peace and not war uh but um but we have seen that uh them dehumanize people even even black people we have been dehumanized, and I have to talk to uh I have to talk to people even with my growing uh you know I have learned a lot about you know homosexuals and you know what not I'm still learning, and people always say, oh it's a gay agenda it's a- <clears throat> excuse me. It's a gay agenda. It's a gay agenda. I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's like, see, mm, like, I I see more gay people being represented. Because back in the 80s, you know, back in the 80s and the the, uh, 90s, all we seen was black people with guns, they're selling crack, they're doing crack, Uh, boys in the hood type movies, whatever. They make us look like, you know what I'm saying, we are nothing but thugs. And this is how everybody look at us. Uh, even though they never stepped a foot in black communities, you know, mm-hmm. not saying it, uh, some people are, uh, aren't like that, but everybody isn't, you know, but they started to get this, you know what I'm saying? They started to wrap us with this blanket and be like, all of you are thugs. You know what I'm saying? We can't trust no black people because we don't know who the fuck is going to, uh, be like dope boy, uh, <laughs> boys in the hood and try to just kill me or rob me, snatch my purse, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, they, they, have done they have done this CIA the FBI. They have tactics to push us against each other. even They even do this with white people. Uh, this is why a lot of rich and middle class white people will call other white people trash or trailer trash, you know, and, and make them look like, okay, you didn't work hard. You don't deserve it. But all that time, you know what I'm saying, that person that, that's living in that trailer is working 45 hours a week you know, working harder than, you know, uh, building stuff, you know what I'm saying, doing construction, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know each other's lives, but we see each other through the lenses that America has put us, uh, has put on us. They put these 3D glasses on us. So now we see things red and blue. You know what I'm saying? You got blue MAGA, you got red MAGA. They put these lenses on us. It's time to take those glasses off and and see life for what it really is. Uh, And just... Uh, see people for what uh, who they truly are because we would never grow if we don't know. You know, If you want hmm. people to know, you want, you're you going to have to teach them. You're going to have to say something. You can't just get mad at somebody because they don't know. Now, if you was to kick knowledge and talk to them and teach them that this is wrong, this is the wrong way of thinking, if you have patience with them or if they have patience with you and they, they, they're grown enough to sit there and talk, then convince them. If they don't, you know what I'm saying, have that mind frame, then go on, there's a million other motherfuckers out there in your town, but uh, just take those glasses off and, and, and y'all see the shit for what it really is, you know, and I say that to a lot of communists too, because they still fall into that red-blue game or they uh still get their faith in certain politicians like Bernie Sanders and AOC. And <laughs> uh,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to get back to uh, Biden's approval rating hitting 33 percent, because I think it's oh, a bellwether gonna... for what's to come. Uh, because we again, the latest Quinnipiac poll, Biden's approval rating is at a record low, the lowest it's ever been, 33 percent. And then when you look at the cross tabs, it's even lower with independents. He's only at 26 percent. Uh, and independents uh, are really kind of the bellwether for Uh, They they're they're the ones who swing elections, right? So that that really tells us that the Democrats are on track right now to get absolutely crushed in the midterms. And I'm going to let Democrats know right now, don't you dare try to blame the left and independent socialists for your upcoming losses, because every time any one of us demands better from from the Democrats demands better from your party you got the party loyalists and party hacks who come after us and
2: they respond and be with happy.
0: ridiculous shit like, oh, you're helping Trump. So, so let's clear this up once and for all. The only people who are helping Trump and the GOP win back power right now are the Democrats themselves who the failing no, to use not, their not majority like, to help the people in any meaningful way. And I you, want to be clear about something else.
2: You have to remember, Ryan, Biden administration was fighting for Trump from the sexual allegations in court to the right. stuff that he have done to the uh, to the immigrants. So it's not only that they are, you know, basically rolling out a red carpet for these people, they are protecting them, keeping them out of prison. And this is for a reason, but you, I'm gonna let you go ahead and finish up. This My bad, man. But... No, no,
0: no. That was a great yeah. point that, that they've done nothing to actually uh, stop the Republicans. They They run campaigns when they're campaigning. They're like, well, for us. We're going to stop the Republicans. And then when they when they get power, they collaborate with the Republicans, right, to continue this rigged system and to funnel more money to their corporate donors. But I, the one last point I was just going to make, because I'm seeing all the 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 comfortable liberals are, are, are getting early this election season and they're already uh, blaming not just Putin, but now they're blaming uh, socialists who've left the Democratic Party. Uh, because we are not being represented, uh, <laughs> you know, they're starting to blame us for the midterm. So like, I just want to say that. Why
2: look, did you leave?
0: Yeah, I just <laughs> want to be clear about this. This is why also like we didn't vote for Joe Biden in the first place. We Because we listened when Joe Biden told a room full of rich donors that nothing would fundamentally change. And we realized that Trump was always just a symptom of our corrupt system and that changing presidents is, is really meaningless. When the problem is not the president, the problem is our decrepit capitalist and imperial system. So we need a new system, not a new president who's just going to be in charge of our old decaying system. Uh, Rome, are we seeing right now the limits of electoral politics to bring the systemic change we need? And is this why mutual aid and organizing outside of the corrupt, corrupt duopoly is really the only path to liberation and justice for all people?
2: I mean, look at all that money we gave to Bernie Sanders, and AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, et cetera, et cetera. If we was to took that money and put it into our own neighborhoods, if we was to put it into one or two neighborhoods, you know, we could have done, you know I'm saying, some real, we could have made some real positive change. We could have built hospitals, clinics, libraries with that mm-hmm. money, but we gave it to politicians who sold you a fucking hoop dream. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, so- say socialism. Is a hoop dream, but socialism in America with with a, a corporate fascist system, that's a hoop dream. This is why they're telling you that it will never make it because it won't, it won't pass in this type of system. And yes, we need to redo a lot of things. Yes, people are going to have to get their hands dirty. Yes, people are going to have to do mutual aid and this and that. We're going to need people. Who's politicians, you know what I'm saying, from the Green Party to this party, whatever. We're going to need all you people online in order to get uh, what we need. But stop giving your money to these politicians. Not only do they not need it, <laughs> you know, they don't really need the money. I mean, yes, they need the money to campaign, but fuck that. They don't need that money to live. Fuck them. They're going to be paid to, for, for the end of the days. And, we're, and we are sitting here with nothing. We gave out hundreds of dollars to Bernie Sanders. Some of you gave out thousands.
0: The total amount uh, for his two presidential campaigns and for the entire squad, it was $170 million has been spent from uh, the people uh, on Bernie's campaigns and on uh, AOC and the squad. That's a lot of money. Uh, I agree with you. That, that money could have been... Invested in the communities and, and going directly to the poor and working class people who need it, and to the unhoused people who need that. I
2: could have reflipped I could have flipped my whole city over, well, my whole side of my city over, with a hundred million dollars. I could have bought up a whole bunch of land. I could have made, man. We could have had whatever the fuck we wanted. And I know people are going to be like, "Well, how the hell are you going to do this? You got to pay people." Well, pay them. See, this is the thing. You people are thinking with a capitalist mindset or how you're going to run your business because you have bills and you have people to pay. That's not the hard part. The hard part is your greedy boss coming off of those ends. See, it's not hard to because it's not hard for the company. When you got, when you got what you need, when you got uh, 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 what the people want, they're going to come. They're going to buy it. They're going to give their money. That's not the hard part. But for these greedy people that's at the top, that's running these corporations, nonprofit organizations, and networks, they don't want to really split the pie. And everybody that works for me now, you can ask them now. Everybody that works for me personally, from my assistant to whatever, my assistant makes over fifteen dollars an hour. I don't, I don't make that. I don't even make that type of money. But it's possible to do it because once you like, okay, well. I actually see that we're getting, you know, saying, a little change from here to this and that. I can give you the money because you are actually running the company. I'm not doing anything. It was yeah. my idea. You know, it was my idea. Big whoopy fucking do. People have millions of ideas that get stolen and, and and thrown into the wind. And they and they get die and, and they die on them. You know? But until wow. labor.
0: Are you there, Room? I think you just cut out a little bit. Hey, Rome! I think we lost you. Can you hear us?
2: I can't hear you. Hold on. There you are. There we go. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Do you want to talk a little bit more uh, just to let people know about uh, your mutual aid project, the Tour for the Poor, and also kind of what it means to get out in the community and deliver resources to the the people who've been uh, forgotten and left behind?
2: Oh, yeah. See... That was my whole thing. And Turf for the Poor isn't really just about the homeless, but I do focus on the homeless because I was homeless a handful of times. So it's a real touchy subject to me. You know, It's a real touchy thing to me. And uh, no matter how far I get in life, I always remember that I can go back to that. So this is why I am out here now. This is why I haven't stopped. I'm just taking care of everybody, anybody that I can and You know, I'm showing people, if I can come to your town and take care of your whole community, take care of your whole little community, you can do it too. It isn't hard, you know, because think about how much money I've just cut into plane tickets, this, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And I know it does take a little finesse, you know what I'm saying? But you got to work on it. Work on it. You know, find find you a fight. There are a million fights within the revolution find you one and speak on that shit do you really care about it Are you? can you relate to it can you relate to the people that you are trying to talk to and that's why I do tour for the poor because I can always relate to working class poor homeless you know uh when I'm out doing gas runs I'm giving everybody five to ten dollars on their car on their pump I should say uh just to make sure the workers get there, I'm giving out clothes, coats, food to the homeless, make sure that they can make it through these winters that they can uh, live to see tomorrow with something on their stomach. It might not be much, and it is performative at the end of the day because I'm not making real you know uh changes, I should say, but that's not my fight, that's not my goal. My goal is to change minds, it's to spark minds to make change, because I'm not going to be here for too much longer anyway, you know, because once they get a whiff of what I'm really trying to do, they're going to get rid of me just like they got rid of every other Black leader. But I'm prepared, you know what I'm saying, just like my leaders were uh, before me, but I just want to leave back some message to let people know that it isn't hard. They make it look hard because they don't want you to do it. They make you think only professionals and people with doctrines and uh, masters that master degrees can do it because they don't want you guys to even get the idea that you can do better just by being a regular person. You can do better. You don't have to be, you know what I'm saying? Some like I done been to jail. I done been here, there tail to up and down, you know, but people relate to it because that's real fucking life. That's real life. And now when you touching on the ground with people who's a, not only apolitical, but don't give a fuck about their American government, and you uh, not only come into their neighborhoods with shiny things, but you coming back, you know what I'm saying? You keep in contact and you're growing with them, you grow growing relationships. This is how you start a movement, a military, a, you know what I'm saying? A militia, whatever you want. They always start with the people, but they are going to try their hardest to keep you away from the people by putting their faces in front of them. This is why they are trying to uh, uh, fuck over Chris Small so much because yep. he won't let the Democrats uh, uh, be the face of his movement. You know, he won't let the progressives quote unquote uh, uh, be you know what I'm saying, be the face of his movement and he is telling it like it is. He didn't really even push back on them uh, on, on Tucker Carlson, I, I, I should say like, like he should. But, yep. It's what they do. If you can't, if you can't do it for them, then beat it. Because when I was flipping Trump supporters for Bernie Sanders, everybody loved it. They cheered me. I was getting thousands. I was going viral. You know, uh, having these conversations and you know uh, these little snippets and candid camera moments—they go viral. Every all, all everybody loved it. All lives. All the lives love it. But I do it for communism. I do it for socialism. And they call it a red-brown alliance, <laughs> so. Well, cause we're, so, not,
0: no. we're not supposed to work with other poor and working class people. We're, we're not supposed to work with other people who maybe have voted Republican in the past. We're supposed to stay divided and allow these two corrupt corporate parties to just continue to exploit us, exploit our labor, so that so that we can continue to enrich the ruling class, like that's literally what they're doing. The reason they spend so much time dividing us is it's the oldest it's the oldest playbook, really. It's it's divide and conquer. You know, em- empires have been doing it since the dawn of time. And I think though, we're reaching a point where you can't divide us any longer. Like we're so divided, and and I think people are tired of it, and they're hungry for something better. They're hungry for community. They're hungry for being a part of something that's about the collective. And so one of the things I wanted to ask you is, do you find that getting out in the community and holding these, these mutual aid events, do you, does, does kind of meeting the people's basic needs show them the possibilities of having a system uh, that actually yep. works for them instead of our current system, which exploits our labor to enrich the ruling class? Do you kind of yep. show them the possibilities?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially uh well well, people that wanna have these conversations, they ask me, Am I with a church? Am I this like no? I'm just some nigga out here just taking care of y'all. They're like, damn. (laughs) You know, and and, and just just saying that, you can see the irony, you know what I'm saying? They like, damn the irony. This motherfucker out here, where you from? I'm from Detroit. You came all the way from from Detroit to do this? Like if you can do this, like come on now. Ain't no reason for them not to be able to do this, the people that's walking past us to, to the government. But we can't, we know we can't depend on the government. We so know run, we can't depend on the government. When, when you're
1: meeting these people for the first time, are you like the first, the first time they've heard of socialism or communism past the initial, like, Hey, we know that's bad because that's what America says. Are you the, the kind of introductory force to them? And, and how perceptive are they generally to, to socialism, communism, or even the thought of like a, a revolution to to have something bigger happen and not just um, incremental uh, change from the, I guess, the, the elected politicians that they don't give a shit about?
0: Which we yeah. don't even really get incremental change. I can't think of the last yeah. real change for the people we've had. But good question, I, yeah,
2: I'm I'm... I'm going to say that I push communist propaganda, you know, so once, like, I don't actually get, you know what I'm saying, I I basically push consent, you know, because I'm just fighting fire with fire, I should say, that's my job, so I don't necessarily go out there and ask them what they think, you know, I actually just push communism on them, so once you take my shiny things, once you take my food and my clothes and, you know, we we kick it, we laugh, we throw fives, and I'm a communist. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah and we go from there like oh well some some people was like oh I heard this and that it's like you only hear that because and I always break down this analogy like uh, you know if you was my enemy and you killed me and kidnapped my son he didn't even know it you know what I'm saying he was a baby he didn't even know it you raised him you know what I'm saying what, what you think his mindset would be towards me what you think he would think about me you know because my enemy is raising him. So, of course, I'm going to be this and that. I'm going to be a killer, a murderer. A, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to be everything that's bad in the book. The only reason why these capitalists are so up in arms against these socialist movements and these communists and these communist leaders is because they have showed you that there is a better way. It might not be perfect. I ain't going to sit here and say communist it's the perfect way of life, but god damn it, I ain't never seen no other uh, uh, no other better solutions you know, uh, as far as making sure everybody is at least on an even playing field do you yes. think that a lot
0: of the inequality because right now we live in the most unequal society in human history, and a lot of people don't realize that fact that the United States of America right now is the most unequal society based on income inequality in history where the gap between uh you know the poorest americans and the richest you know jeff bezos is higher it's it's a higher uh, inequality gap than than we've ever had in any society do you yeah. think that the, the demonization the the deliberate demonization of socialism by the capitalists over the last century has really what's led to uh this inequality because if you think of it like we don't have you know there's we're we're ruled by two capitalist parties there's not a single socialist in our government Bernie Sanders is not a socialist you know he'll call himself a democratic socialist uh but you know he believes in social democracy which is basically like a band-aid to capitalism right Mm -hmm. strong social programs like Medicare for all UBI Green New Deal but I mean that's not socialism socialism is a a transition to where the working class uh owns the the means of production And, and there is no billionaires there is no ruling class class, Exploiting the poor and and the working class, but do you think that that's really what's contributed to the to the massive levels of inequality? Is just this hundred year campaign against so, socialism from the capitalists?
2: Oh, oh yeah! Not only that, is that the worshiping mindset that they have pushed on people? Worshiping celebrities, mm. you know, yep. worshiping politicians. I'm like, you got a favorite? <laughs> politician
0: fucking <laughs> insane. it's crazy the politician worship kills me because i mean everyone red blue the way they worship trump is the same way now that you know people the democrats worship biden and even progressives worship aoc that's when i realized the progressive movement was in trouble earlier this year when it was like aoc would not use her power and use her office to challenge pelosi and to demand any concessions for voting for pelosi and and for just holding AOC to her campaign promises, people like me and Jimmy Dore and yourself, we were demonized. I mean, they were like they were treating us like we were the most evil people all because we just wanted to <laughs> hold AOC accountable, hold the politician accountable. We like stepped on the toes of like their celebrity girl boss that they just want to worship. Like that has not changed. <laughs> Worshipping politicians ain't going to make, ain't going to get us anything. It's not going to get us Medicare for all. It's not going to get us anywhere closer to an equal socialist society. It's just going to keep
2: giving the capitalists more power. Oh yeah, and uh, another thing, what uh, what got us here, you know, uh, that individual mindset and that worship mm-hmm. of money, you know, that worship yep. of, of, uh, you know, what I'm saying that that mindset of being rich, of owning the most, of being up, having a Rolex, having a Ferrari, having the, the biggest house on on the block, you know, the American dream, That right. Really got these people thinking like, okay, well. It's not It's not that bad. See, what America should have taught is how these people accumulate their wealth and not how many people are billionaires or who who is the next millionaire billionaire. How did they get their, their wealth? Was it through child labor? Was it through slave labor? Was it through you know what I'm saying? Et cetera, et cetera. But they don't want to break that down because that would really open up minds and turn people off because I have, uh, when I reported on uh rihanna using child labor for her uh Finny makeup uh a lot of a lot of black people was like what (laughs) i was like yeah (laughs) yeah it was like oh my god you know like Like they don't
0: want to believe the truth that she's you know just like every other capitalist exploiting labor exploiting child labor in other countries because it's like their hero right and it's like they want to believe the illusion they don't want to believe reality because reality is too depressing <laughs> for them I, to believe. I, but I it's the
2: truth. Too. I can do that too. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah. If you if you can, then you are a heartless motherfucker because I'm telling you, like they they tell you. Even when I have started my clothing line, I, I wanted to get into uh jeans. And they was like, oh well if you want to make jeans then you gotta get into a little slave labor. You know, you gotta get your stuff from here and there. I'm like what? <laughs> Like, yeah, America don't really produce jeans anymore. It's a couple of uh, people that's out there producing jeans, but not on a you know big scale like that. I'm like, oh my God, like this, this is fucking crazy. Once you get into this shit, you're going to realize all these people are making money off of child labor. All these people are making their money off of slave labor. Every billionaire, every fucking billionaire from Africa to America, they are using prisons. The prisons are just built over plantations. They are using slave labor to make their shit, and it's, it will shock you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah well, it, you it, said it, something it, earlier in the show that was spot on, where you said that, that all the manufacturing jobs over the last couple decades have been are now in China. And, yeah. and who made that decision? It was America. Bill Clinton. It was politicians, Democrat and Republican, <laughs> but during the Clinton administration, bad trade deals. And it was the CEOs who sold out their workers, shipped, you know, before in America— You know, 20, 30 years ago, a manufacturing job could feed feed a family, you know, and it was a good quality of life for people in in rural states. Well, guess what? The CEOs with, with their capitalist enterprises, they sold out the workers gave up sent all the manufacturing jobs to China and then that's where all this instability comes from and that's just what capitalism does. It's a system of exploitation. It doesn't care about the working class. It doesn't care about keeping jobs here in this country. It only cares about maximizing shareholder wealth about funneling more money to the ruling class and it will exploit anyone or anything to do it. And and then but so most people would never support a model like that. So what they've got what they've done really well in the last 100 years is they invented something called marketing and 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 corporate media where basically it's just the PR department for capitalism where they dress it up and you know you have the the only people you hear from when you're watching corporate news are the people who've made it in the system. Well, everyone else it's not that you don't hear from. Are actually, uh, you know, 140 million Americans are poor or low income. 140 million. That's half the country. So the majority of the people are not at the top of this uh, hierarchy. But they get people to go on board with it because of the illusion they sell, because of all the marketing, because of the PR, because of the, of the media, uh, and, and like what you said, um, you know, the the American dream that, that is really becoming a nightmare. Uh, and, and then you factor in the climate crisis and you're like, Jesus Christ, like we needed to get a better system like decades ago, yet we're, we're now more capitalistic than we've ever been. And I just, I'm pulling my hairs out here. Like, when are people going to wake up? It's the problem is the system and both parties support this capitalist system. That's the problem.
2: And, and see this, this is how it's going to backfire because when you have, uh, you know what I'm saying? You have a country that's full of people that's undereducated to compare it to, other nations, even third world countries, quote unquote, uh, uh, when you have people that's underpaid, overworked, and when they uh, uh, turn off the TV one day and they actually see that they don't have nowhere to go, when they actually see that they are being, you know, uh, uh, worked like the slave, you know, they are going to rebel against the system in a way that, you know, I'm saying, like these people and everything. So they try. The best to, you know, uh uh you know, they they say, Oh yeah, we put sanctions on American citizens. And next thing you know, Chris Rock's uh getting slapped by Will Smith. And that's just the talk of the time. You know, and then something else is gonna happen. There's always something to distract us with what's really going on and what we really should be talking about. That's because, right. uh so
1: if we're if we're looking for, for some hope and some solutions, I feel like especially amongst the left there's not nearly enough emphasis on looking at anti-imperialists and and pro-people revolutions in the global south i feel like a lot of the conversation about what kind of socialism people want they always say look at the nordic model let's look here and there but oftentimes the the black and brown revolutionaries kind of get left behind so yeah. what i guess what kind of revolutionary leaders in, in, in history, whether it be like a Sankara or a Fidel or a Che Guevara, like who kind of leads inspiration to you? And, and like, how do we as Americans, how are we going to get to that point where when people do finally get fed up, when enough people are ready to quit their jobs, when enough people are saying, look, I'm not going to go in and work for wages that don't pay for my house, that work me to the bone, that make me stressed 7 days a week who are our leaders going to be and, and and what kind of qualities do they need to have so that we can have our own successful revolutions and usher in a change that that is more sustainable and at the end of the day the most important thing the most humane
2: uh see when it comes to leaders in the, in the south I, I I look up to Fidel Castro a lot you know uh not only was he you know what I'm saying? A, a great voice. But he was actually on the field with the people, you know, and caught a couple of bodies doing what he doing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, leading the revolution and showing people that, hey, I'm, 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 I'm everywhere. I'm doing what, what needs to be done. And we have beat, you know what I'm saying? The, one of the biggest bullies on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Just by standing tall because, you know, this is this is what bullies do. You know, they more they more more uh, bark than bite. So we have to stand tall, even if we were to get bit a couple of times. You know, we have to fight back. We have to stand tall. We have to fight back and uh, get this dog off of us. But Fidel, Fidel Castro really showed people how you can beat the imperialist system. You know what I'm saying? Even with uh, uh, not only on the ground, but with your work and how to beat the CIA 90-something fucking times, you know? So he he gave me a lot of inspiration, and I just want to say, you know, a lot of people already know that I'm about, you know, hands-on, bloody revolution. You know, I don't see a revolution happening without at least some people on the ground. We're going to have front lines. We're going to have back lines. We're going to have people online, of course, you know, but I don't see uh, a true revolution happening in America without us targeting who we need to target, I should say. I don't want to get you guys in trouble. <laughs> uh, but with a real strategy. With a real aim at power and who controls certain things. Well, I came- mean, the
0: ruling class is not just going to give away their power, right? I mean, yeah.
2: the people who are who
0: are creating the, the conditions for revolution, what they don't realize, it's very ironic, really, Jeff Bezos and the billionaire class and, and the corrupt politicians who do their bidding, they're the ones who are pushing the people uh, yeah. towards uh, a state of revolution because it's what's going to happen is if we continue on this trajectory – Right now, we've got 140 million people who are, who are poor or low income. We have 88 million people who are underinsured or uninsured. As the greed of the corporations continues to grow, and, and they, they're just going to have to exploit us even more and exploit the poor and working class even more. That's how the system works. At some point, you're going to make people so desperate that they will have nothing left but to fight for their liberty and their freedom right that's this, the this point that this system guys. is bringing people to and i guess one of my questions for you is we saw this kind of uprising right after the great depression you know right after because mm-hmm. capitalism gives us these boom and busts right but whenever there's a bust that's really bad in capitalism that that where the poor and the working class can't they can't exploit them anymore uh, because people are literally hungry and starving, the government comes in and, and does a big bailout or does something like the New Deal to kind of <laughs> save capitalism from imploding. And we're seeing something kind of similar happen with the you know with the labor movement get revitalized. And I strongly support Chris Smalls. I know Chris Smalls. I organized with him about a year ago on a different project. I've, I've spoken to him. He's a great guy. What I like about him the most is he's independent, um, the Amazon labor union is an independent union it 's not one of the big unions that is attached to the democratic party It's a it 's a, it's a smaller union uh, just started it actually and i think that 's the kind of energy you need to be independent but my fear is is that just like the labor movement after the Great Depression, what ends up happening is at some point the you know the revolutionary energy that 's needed to kind of Bring uh, you know a revolution and and to ha- and to liberate the people from capitalism. When you compromise with the capitalists, you know especially with, that's what the New Deal was. It was a big compromise, and 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 people of color did not make out good in those compromises. There was a lot of racism actually in the New Deal. The working class could have done a lot better. We didn't get a universal healthcare system. My point is, are you worried about? Okay, the, I, I'm all for this new movement, but. Are you worried about it getting co-opted? And are you worried worried about the capitalists doing what they've always done, which is kind of okay, well, finally when the people are desperate desperate enough, they'll 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 do a reform package. But it's just gonna be another band aid and and the system will remain and then we'll just always be in this cycle of like, okay, it might work for you know 10 years or, or give some immediate relief to the people like social democracy does. But at the end of the day, this explo- the, the system is still here that is built on exploitation. And as long as we have that, I think we're always going to be in this this kind of situation.
2: I think, well, see, this is why I, I, I was trying to uh, say earlier, uh, it just came back to me. This is why uh, I always talk to the homeless. I always try to get them, because a lot of them are actually... They got that military mindset, they ready to do this ready to really do that and whatnot. See, when we are building labor movements and whatnot, we have to build them like there are armies, militaries, uh uh whatever, you know. And it's it's good to see not only uh Amazon building unions, Starbucks is building unions, I hope that yep. people uh Walmart start to build unions. I should just go to Walmart and get fired on purpose just to build a damn union. <laughs> <laughs> but You know, it's good to see these things happening, Uh, but for real, we're going to have to have people in all types of jobs, you know what I'm saying, from here to there, in order for this to work. and We got to keep our leaders, whoever they be, we got to keep them on their toes, make sure that they don't get too much money to get comfortable. You know right. What I'm and their messages started to get washed they started to hang around these these rich people and they started to get comfortable with the with the rich fans and our yachts and etc cetera, etc cetera. we got to yeah. keep our leaders on our toes and we got to be on our toes we got to be on our toes and if our leaders aren't listening to us then they have to be replaced whether it be me or anybody else but um uh because yeah, that shout- what-
0: we've seen, right, is is grassroots movement after grassroots movement just gets co-opted. And I hate to be the Debbie Downer of the party, but like I'm all I I support Chris Smalls. I support the Amazon Labor Union. But like in the back of my head, it's like, you know, we need to keep it independent. We need to keep it away from the Democratic Party. Nobody kills movements like the Democratic Party,
2: the part of
0: movements they've killed. And so it's like, how do we keep our movements uh, independent and revolutionary and for the workers who they're
2: meant to be for? I, I say, just come out and just say you're a fucking communist. Because <laughs> they 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 stay away from us, you know. They want they say that they're socialists, they say they're democratic socialists or progressive, but they would never ever ever come over here. And if we are leaving, we are leading unions and movements. The only the only reason why we should be building unions is to branch them all together, right? So we can start another union like the USSR have done, right? It's the only reason we have unions, but America has fought against unions for that reason. And because of those spheres of another USSR being created. Because, that was you know, also only, Eugene you know, Debs,
0: you know, the original socialist, you know, one of the original socialists uh, uh, in the early part of uh, the 20th century, uh, Eugene Debs, uh, his his vision was one big union where, you know, all the unions come together and form one big union. And it's really you know, the the working class uh, making the democratic decisions for the country yes. instead of our ruling class politicians. Yes. So,
2: so the proletarian, the proletarian is in charge, right? So this is why we need to unionize. It is good to unionize, but we have to make sure that we keep our feet to the fire, whether we be right. leaders or followers, I shouldn't say, whatever the fuck, you know, but we got to do what we need to do, and make sure that we keep our vision clear. Make sure we keep our eyes on the goal, because it's not about us. It's not about us. And always remember, if you are a true revolutionary, then politicians uh, uh, should make you uncomfortable. Then uh uh all the tycoons should make you uncomfortable. These people should not be around you, so to say. You know, <laughs> they won't they should not want to be around you. I should say. So, you mean you're
0: supposed to go to very nice uh, celebrity Met Galas? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah yeah stay, stay away from stay away from bullshit like that because i because we because we already know like a lot of we have a lot of leaders uh that i disagree with you know a lot of quote-unquote black leaders that i disagree with that I, that I say like if man if you was a true black leader you'll be dead by now because they have killed tens of the tens of our black leaders that we had in the uh, 60s 70s and 80s you know they have bombed you know, uh, black communities that, that was uh trying to fight back against America and degree fight back against uh, uh police departments and fire departments that was led by racists and their families. You know, this isn't anything new. We just need to unionize so everybody can you know uh, fight as one and not be divided. And one thing that they don't want is the class fighting as one because once they learned that everybody would. Actually know how to aim their guns, you know, and not be shooting each other, not be out here robbing each other when times get hard, because it is going to be another food shortage. It is going to be another, uh, another gas uh, hike. It is going to be hard times in our near future. But we got to know who our true enemies are in order for things to get better. Because once we get, once we put uh, pressure where power is held, then that pressure starts. To release, you know, what I'm saying? You started to get some some action out of this. We might get a flow out of this, I should say. So, you know, let's just keep pushing and keep keep their feet to the fire, and always let politicians to any leader know that you are ready to replace them or remove them by any means necessary. Because not only is your life on the line, what we do, we do what we do for future generations, for our kids, for our nieces, our nephews, right? This isn't about us. This is about the future generations of America and the world. So, if they, you know, saying are planning to take us out, then damn it, we got to have our plans to combat that, you know, and make sure that we are still here to make sure that uh, our our seeds and the people, the generations up under us, know what the hell we were uh, going with this. We can't just say we're. We moderate. That means nothing. You can be moderate. You can be conservative, but a lot of things. The only way you're going to move forward. The only way you're going to prosper is through socialism. Is through socializing, and communism. Overall. What do you think
1: the importance of having clear, tangible goals for people? Because you know, when you say the word revolution, there's a lot of people they kind of recoil and shudder and say, "Oh, that's that's not for me. Oh, that's too violent. Oh, that's too this or that." So how do we set tangible goals? and and let people know that not every revolutionary needs to hold the gun. We, we need either. revolutionaries to make sure that our communities have community gardens. So when there are food shortages, we can yes. feed ourselves. And we need to make sure that there are people who their job is going to be to make sure that like, Hey, if someone else is going to fight on the front lines, like their family is going to be taken care of that, that, you know, it's not just the the militant aspect, which is important, yeah. but like,
2: how, how do we that, that's convey how they the message me? That's how they paint it. That's how they paint it, revolution. So every time you say the R word or the C word, <laughs> they they think bloodshed. They think killing. You know what I'm saying? They think bombings, but they don't see you know, uh, people actually living a better life. You know what I'm saying? Like people having walkable cities and transportation, real socialism. You know, they painted this in our brains. They have put... They have painted communism as the bad people, even though they walk over homeless people daily. You know, so think about, think about this. All right, when I'm out and I do have a couple of naysayers, like, oh, this, like socialism or communism is this, this, that. Like, who told you that? They just be like, well, I learned that from. Yeah, you learned that from communist enemies. Like, dude. You're not about to tell me that, you know what I'm saying? You know do you know everything about communism to tell me this? Like, do you have any facts on what you are saying? Like that you can look up right now. All right, then. Listen to me, man. Not only are uh you know Russia, the uh, the Russians were uh communists or socialists, black people was, you know what I'm saying? The black the black panthers, a lot of them was Marxists or uh and, and socialists and whatnot. They are trying to whitewash our history, man. And if it wasn't for the USSR, if it wasn't for Russia at that time, me and you probably wouldn't be right here because the Nazis would have full control. They would have killed our great-grandfathers then once they made it to them parts of Africa.
0: MLK was, I mean, it was a socialist. There were so many socialist leaders that they they erased that part of their history. They erased anything that's about you know, giving dignity and justice to poor and working-class people—that part gets erased. And one thing that drives me nuts when in these conversations, when people try to blame, try to frame socialism, socialism, socialism as, as violent—I always push back and say, "There's but no more violent system than the current." capitalist and imperialist system that we have right now violence is happening right now as we're having this podcast people are dying because they don't have medicine in this country yeah people are dying out on the street right now because of capitalism under capitalism people become unhoused because if you don't have enough money to pay rent our society says well too bad go on the streets people are dying from drug addictions they're dying from they're dying overseas from American bombs. The, the, we, you know, we the, the American government sends more weapons to to supplies the world and every every, every country with more weapons than any other country in, in the history of of the world. We are literally the weapons supplier. So, like, and not to mention, like, since the World War II, we've been responsible for more deaths than any other country because of our imperialist foreign policy. So, we are the empire. And so, I always kind of shudder when people are like, oh, socialism is violent. I'm like, there's nothing more violent than capitalism. There's nothing more violent than saying people should die if they don't have health care, or they should become unhoused because they can't afford rent. I mean, the system we have now leaves people behind, and they suffer in silence, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. That's the violence I'm concerned about. The violence well, so that is, results socialism, every day in
2: capitalism socialism and imperialism. Is, uh, socialism is violent. That's, that's just what happens when you put socialists in the corner and, and, and... And push them to defend themselves because uh, what else would they was going to do with the nazis you call it a genocide of nazis then what was the nazis doing then oh well two and, wrongs don't make a right and don't well don't in the, the history point. books and, they and, erased and, it the
0: and, communists beat the nazis and, like and, i never and, learned and, that in history that. i learned that four years ago on twitter from from a yeah. marxist like who had to explain to a shit lib like no dude do you know what the communists did? they defeated the nazis The American government tried to come in and claim credit for for beating the Nazis. It wasn't. It was the communists. It was the Russians who beat the Nazis.
2: Like I I said, if two wrongs don't make a right, then who's going to make it right? Mm. What is morally right? Who are you fighting for? Because if we was to stand here and just say, okay, Nazis are bad, but I'm just as bad if I shoot back, then I don't believe that you are on our side. I believe you like what they are doing because there is no way you – come on, man. and no way you're yeah. going to sit here and see your people getting slaughtered. Well, right now the Democrats are literally
0: get, funding and arming Nazis yes. in Ukraine, and the liberals are cheering for it and putting the yeah. Ukrainian flag in their bio. I mean we're so far – from anything that resembles truth and justice in our society right now, that literally you've got liberals who spent four years, you know, calling Trump a Nazi and a fascist. They're now cheering for the fascists in Ukraine, it, it, who the Astov battalion and you know, Zelensky showing up to Greece, these, these talking to the Greece parliament. Greece is like, why did you bring a Nazi with you? Like, literally, he showed up to the, to address the Greek parliament with a Nazi by his side. Like, that is who the Ukrainian armed forces are. They have a Nazi battalion in their military, and liberals are fine with it. Like, that is what's so shocking to me, is that the liberals, they are so propagandized by the democratic party that they can, the Democrats and the CIA can literally get liberals to support Nazis in Ukraine and I mean, think is, that they're self, they're, what, they're, justified for doing it.
2: It's disgusting to me. Nazis, this, this, I mean, this is what the liberals did in Germany when they gave us Hitler, when a when president has stepped down and gave us Hitler, the liberal president and their people wanted Hitler in fucking charge. And they did nothing to push back on what he was doing. They actually agree. Uh, a lot of our like America banks was funding uh uh germany and uh, and Nazis. they were uh, yeah. uh ford was helping them build engines and getting- engineer uh uh science from them and et cetera et cetera like we was really working with the Nazis and they got their ali- their ideology from what America has done uh, to the blacks and their natives and they put it on other people around they and this is why we still uh, uh, have these Nazis uh, and we protect them because, you know what I'm saying? They really fight for what America stands for. They will get rid of the people that doesn't like. They will kill people without, without a problem because this is what America was built on and this is what America stands for. And America wants world domination. If America doesn't want world domination, then take down the 800 military bases that surround the world and uh, and, uh and take down all those nato uh, uh, uh you know what i'm saying take down all those nato biochemical labs and all those fucking <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know yeah, that's what always shocks
0: me and, it's like china doesn't have eight military yeah. bases around the world russia doesn't have 800 military bases around the world it's the united states we are the empire like we yeah. are if you're watching star wars we're not the Jedi. Like we're the the American government is uh Darth Vader and 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 the Empire. You know we yeah, are the. That's why
2: they always lose wars. Because just, they storm the storm stormtroopers storm can't shoot. <laughs> that's why I. see we have owners. a
1: caller in the queue. Yeah, I'd right, like to get to him. Let's take the caller. Oh, TJ, you just left the queue. But if you want to come back in, we'd love to hear your question. Um Yes, please. And... We
0: we would love someone to call in and uh with a question for Rome. Does anyone want to? Get in the queue.
3: I
1: saw TJ was just in the queue. Uh, if you want to add yourself, okay. Take next caller. Go ahead and unmute yourself, and and you're there. We go.
3: I have never in my life heard such ridiculous, shocking, surprising, but but honestly articulate and truthful perspectives before. So, anyway, um, it it is shocking. It almost seems hopeless, doesn't it? In a way, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's absurd. It's absurd, yeah. And, yeah. and what 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 is the uh, average citizen, taxpaying, voting citizen supposed to do about it?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, I like, think, like I always say. Go like, ahead, bro. Oh, oh, my bad. I don't know. It's a little late. My bad. I'm all the way in Detroit. <laughs> but um, man, I'll just say this whatever you got your eyes on, whatever you really want to fight, like some people is really going at it with cancers, you know what I'm saying, fighting for cancer uh, treatment, some people fighting for this and that, you know, it really has to affect you. You know, it really has to affect a lot of people for them to get into the fight. But we have to really put it in their minds like not only do we need, you know what I'm saying, treatment for this, we need treatment all around. We need healthcare all around. This way we can bring them in because a lot of people, I, I had went to, uh, when I was canvassing for Bernie, uh, I noticed that uh, this dude's wife was on was on oxygen. And I, you know what I'm saying, I used that against them, basically. I was like, you know what healthcare, uh, Medicare for All I do for you and your wife? You know, like, you don't have to pay no premiums, deductibles, so you still get the same treatment. She's like, yeah, but we gotta wait. I was like, no, that's a myth. But even if you have to wait, think about you not getting treatment at all. Like I would rather wait and get the treatment than not get the treatment at all and just die. You know. So there's a lot of things that you can use day to day. You can relate to people out here and flip them to get them in to get their mind right and get them in the game. If they can relate to it. Because a lot of people is not going to just get out there and say, hey, I'm a revolutionary. Hey, I want to fight for everything for all. No, it's going to have to relate to them first. And then they're going to have to see the world is going to open up to them, you know what I'm saying, for real, about how many people is going through this, not only in their neighborhood, but people that they probably hated before, people that they never knew or never even thought of that was around the world uh, that's going through the same things that they are. And this is how we unite the working class is by speaking up and relating and showing that we all go through the same things. We all uh, get kids that go through the same schools and work at the same jobs, go through the same struggles. I'm not getting paid. You're not getting paid. You know? Well, yeah, I've tried really, really hard
3: to, to look at perspectives on both sides, you know, on these rooms like the, the, the progressive rooms, uh, the conservative rooms, the independent rooms. I mean, what it comes down to really is two different perspectives. You can be civically, you can be unengaged right? So pursuit of your own happiness, your own success, avoid the nonsense and avoid the politics and and try to seek success, but not be involved civically, not contribute civically, and just kind of let this beast evolve. Or you can be civically involved, you can be knowledgeable and articulate and and then be miserable in the process. It seems (laughs) like those very two options, you can either be ignorant and happy or be informed and miserable. I would Hey, let me like let me say, some, let some me say pretty pretty something choices really
0: quick. You, you were where I was about six to six months ago to 12 months ago. It And and maybe sometimes this is, this is my fault because the problem, the problem is overwhelming, right? The system we live under that, that exploits the labor of of the masses to to enrich the handful of oligarchs that control the American economy. It's a bad system, um, but it's the system that we all live under and, it, unfortunately, the, the poor and the working class and marginalized communities are the ones that the system is pressing down on the most. So when I finally understood that, I understood my privilege. I understood kind of where that that I was pretty much most of my life, I would say for 35 years of my life, I was completely naive and unaware of the system that I was be- benefiting from that was repressing uh, the majority of this country. But when you step back and realize that, look, we're all living under this system, it's it's really pushing down on, uh, again, the poor, the working class, and marginalized communities the most. The best thing that we can do, honestly, is wherever in our community, just do the like what Rome is doing in his community, bringing food and water and gas and and resources to people in his community who need it the most, like go in your communities and give whatever you can. Or if in sometimes families that, that right now that, you know, look, the average wages, two thirds of American workers right now are reporting in the latest poll that their wages are not enough to cover the rise in inflation. So that means 66% of, of workers are struggling, so they don't have enough to give. So. All they have to do is just support their family as best as they can support their other workers who they're in the trenches with at their company, maybe organize their workspace, get inspired from what they're doing at Amazon. Like, but not to get so overwhelmed that that we just realize that there's nothing we can do because there's a lot we can do if we can come together and we can get out of this mindset that we're just all individuals and our success is about how much money we have. Like, when I, ha- I had a corporate job once upon a time, I used to work for a big finance corporation in my early 20s. And I, I was making about $100,000 uh, by the age of 26. And I don't make anywhere near that kind of money now. I have less money than I've ever had But I'm happier than I've ever been because I'm fulfilled and I'm doing things that I want to do. And I think what's important is to kind of separate from this individualism that the system teaches us about. This is what success is and find an area in life where you can be happy doing what you want to do and just. Being kind and is loving to whoever is there. So for me, it's like whoever I see in a day that's struggling, whether I'm at Starbucks or wherever, it's just being present, being there and understanding we're all under this bad system. And and so we're not alone in it. And whatever we can do is something. And as far as politically, I tell people to just stop voting for Democrats and Republicans. They're the same. They support the same policies that enrich Wall Street. Uh, at the expense of of everyone else, pretty much. Now, there's degrees of it, of course. The managerial class, uh, right now, what they do is the the people who are kind of in the top 10% of the country of earners, they'll pay them a little more for, for, for them to kind of tell people below them to just, you know, not dissent uh, uh, because their whole goal is to keep this system going, right? They, they don't want to change the system because they are getting rich off of it. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, I try to educate as many people as possible that Democrats and Republicans are definitely not the answer. We need a new system. Um, and and we're going to get there by educating, by building community and by doing what Rome does, getting out in your community and and, and doing mutual aid, showing people that, The government's not taking care of of the people at the margins, so we're gonna make up the slack, and we're gonna do it. That's how you get people to believe again in something better, Uh, because the system we have now is just—it's on a road to hell.
2: I just want to say to TJ that uh, he had the symptoms of waking up really, because you know, first when you realize the shit, then you like, hold on, you get confused, then you like, then you get mad, you know, yeah, and then you like, okay. What the fuck can I do about this? You know, but you can, you can, everybody can. You know, everybody has a fight in the revolution. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? So all it's gonna take is for you to be vocal about it. It's for you to be real about it. And once you see the people around you that actually believe in the same things that you believe, you know what I'm saying? You never said this outside, but it's hundreds of thousands of people that, that is agreeing with you, that supports you, your message, that's uh, financially supporting you to make sure that you survive a earnest world, et cetera, et cetera, then it starts not to be so miserable. You know what I'm saying? You start to see the solidarity that people actually have uh, and, and, and you start to see that people, even if we won't get it in this lifetime, we are fighting for a better life now. Yep. So, I I would so. like
1: to say the two things that I think are most important is kindness and education. If people aren't mm-hmm. willing to be kind, if people aren't willing to have the empathy to try to help their neighbors or people they've never even met before, like it, it's hard to break through to people. So just being kind to people makes people less cynical. It makes people feel that like kindness is actually possible. And we're conditioned in our society to think of kindness as weakness and you know in business. If you're kind, well someone's gonna take advantage of you and you're just a bad business person. And if you know you're fighting for the same job with someone else, do whatever you can. Kick the person that's climbing up the hill with you, kick them down so that you can make sure you get to the top. And and when people start seeing that, they internalize it. And when they start seeing kindness, they internalize it. And like you mentioned, you're hearing some of these things for the first time. It can be really jarring to hear like, wait, this thing that I was taught my whole life, that I was taught in school, that all every boss I've had has told me, you're saying it's the exact opposite. And I, I think the the ultimate test of how good our leaders on – I don't even want to say the left, but just our revolutionary leaders that are going to take us to where we need to be is how well they can – foster an environment that allows people to be educated and that they can be kind to others and make people who are curious, not just see that initial thing that they see for the first time. They said, well, that can't possibly be true. You know, there's, there's a lot of intentional framing of things when you see in, whether it's the, the textbooks we read in school or when you turn on corporate news and they, they try to frame things in such a light, they will frame to dehumanize people who they view less than. They will frame to teach that the actual outcome of history was different than what happens. They will whitewash history. They will greenwash, pinkwash. They will make it so that they look the best in every situation. And looking at... And they'll divide us,
0: you know, red versus blue. When it's really the 99% versus the 1%. If you can
1: just have conversations with your friends and family, sometimes that's enough to just kind of break that initial holy shit, that just seems so overwhelming. And oh, I, well, that just goes against every single thing I've heard. You know, it, it's, it's sometimes you talk to someone once and they're on board. Other times you have a bunch of conversations and they're still on the fence. But just being kind and constantly trying to educate and, and argue from a place and, and debate from a place of good faith, I think that's, that's the best that we can do. Because we can't control, we don't have the power, we don't have the levers of power to be able to have these huge institutional changes right now. Yet. So we have to fight to get enough people on our side so yep. that, that we can actually use our numbers to get to those levers of power. And then once we have that power, we have to make damn sure that we're using it to help people and not making excuses about, well, Senate parliamentarian said no. Or, oh, well, you know, this – fuck it, man. Like if, if people need health care, I don't care if 99 other senators were against me. I would be screaming – That every single american needs to do whatever it takes whatever it takes to make sure that they get their health care to make sure they get what they need for their material needs so kindness and and education i think are the the only two ways we're going to get what we need
0: that's really well said rob and i would just add at the end of that like people say oh there's not enough money well america always has money to go to war to supply other nations with weapons to blow up countries I think that, you know, having a system that actually invested in its people instead of investing in war, that actually, you know, housed people, uh, provided people health care, that was trying to clean up the planet. uh, When we talk about the climate crisis, I mean, capitalism is pushing us to the brink, not just our society as far as far as the working class against the ruling class but it, but it's 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 pushing our planet and our and our, and, and there's there's going to reach a moment where there's not any more resources there's not enough natural resources to exploit to continue a system that is based on exploitation so we're just we're getting to a point where these existential questions that we're talking about tonight they're going to get to a point in human history where it's like we are either going to change the, the, this our species will either change and adapt or you know unf- if we continue this greedy path it's going to eventually lead to the 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 annihilation of our planet and maybe our species i mean that's what the greed of capitalism eventually will take us that's the trajectory we're on so we need to get into a trajectory like rob said that's about kindness compassion the collective understanding that there that that you can't just continue to exploit, exploit, exploit and consume, consume, consume. That, you know, society in a hundred years, there'll be garbage dumps. I've seen projections like there, there's gonna be nowhere else to put the trash anymore. There's gonna be no tree, trees to chop down. I mean, that's where we're gonna go if we continue to to live in a, in a society that's based on consumption and exploitation. And if that's how we define success, like, what was the point of all this if it just led to eventually to the end of the human rights? Like, and it led to an un- uninhabitable planet and it led right. to, uh, you know, a species that just consumed ourselves. Like, that doesn't look like success right. to me. S- so it's about is, shifting yeah. people's perspectives and it's about um, understanding that it's a journey, it's a process. Like, this has been years in the making. We didn't just wake up with this corrupt system. It took 100 years for the capitalists and, and the ruling class to get the power they have and control they have over the world it can take one amazing transformative revolution of the people fighting for dignity and justice for all to undo it do this and and to have a better planet but you know until that gets there you know there's not enough people to fight back against this corruption yet but there's a few of us and we're going to keep fighting and
2: uh what do you think rome yeah like success should be You know what I'm saying? How many generations is going to make it after we die? What do we have set aside? You know what I'm saying? How many libraries and, you know what I'm saying, schools that we uh, have that's successful in these communities or whatnot? Success shouldn't be your bank account. Mm. Because that comes and goes. That can be taken away. And we've seen what what happened in 2008. A lot of these people have lost a lot of wealth. And it can happen again. They tried their best to save you Know what I'm saying? Who they could save, and they did them, they did save them. They have class solidarity, I and mean, we should too. Mm-hmm. Even if you, even if you are middle class or a little bit richer than me, you you ain't, if you ain't Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, uh, rich, you know, what I'm saying the oil tycoons type money, you ain't got that type of money, then I ain't talking about you. You guys should be frontline because you know, uh. They are coming after you guys next, cause you got the money that they want to take. We ain't got nothing else. We ain't got nothing else. All you middle class, all you, all you so-called rich people, the real rich people is coming for you. So, you know, hey, <laughs> watch it. Pick your battles, cause uh. It's true. I know we got our back. Uh, Rome,
0: how can this has been amazing, by the way? Um, how can people get involved and help out with the tour for the poor, and h- how can they contribute to your efforts? Because I know you're you're gonna you're having a new event in Detroit, or I think Boston first, and then you, and then Detroit. How can people donate? You know, chip in a few bucks to help out.
2: Um, sure. So, um, if you follow me on Twitter, on Holy Rome with a, uh, with, a with a three instead of an e, because <laughs> that page you got kicked off. But um, if you follow me there, you can DM me uh, if you got any clothes, blankets, et cetera, et cetera, uh, for address, and, you know, we can mail those out. You can uh, donate uh, anything from a dollar to whatever. I take anything. I really don't care, you know, because every dollar counts, and it will add up. Um, uh, what is my PayPal? My PayPal is Holy Rome i uh, a Holy Rome six and my uh, cash app and my Venmo is Tor for the poor. Uh, you can just type me up on there or you probably type in Rome, but I'll take anything. I really, I'm not, I really don't care. I really don't have a goal because every fucking dollar counts. And I'm going to use some of this money towards Boston. I'm going to use some of this money towards uh, uh, Detroit. And I'm also headed to Delaware. Uh, in May, and I'm headed to Kansas in July, so I'm be hopping around for a minute uh, until I'm uh, ready to sit down. But if y'all can if not, if y'all don't have any money, you know, just retweet it. Even if you don't have any followers, I don't give a damn. You know, that's all that counts. That's all, all I ask for is, you know what I'm saying, for a little support because everything counts. And um, we're all in it. We all in it together, bro. So let's just do the damn thing and make sure, you know, we get enough for the people. I'm trying to uh, gather up uh, some diapers. I'm gonna go on a diaper run tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, and try to see what I can get uh, for a nice price and whatnot. And um, we're gonna uh, just try to take care of take take care of these future generations, man, because. You know, when I talk to Zoomers and whatnot, they, they, uh, they really don't have too much hope in us. They, they start to look at us like boomers, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's good to show them that, you know, some, somebody out here that's, that's trying to break the chain. you know.
0: Well, Rome, thank you for taking the time with us tonight. Uh, thank you for everything that you're doing. And I'll also tweet out the, I've been tweeting out the links for, to donate you, to yeah. the tour for the poor and, uh, I saw a few people matched uh, my donation today. So I was happy with that. I, I hope uh, hope as many people as possible donate and we can bring uh, uh, as much uh, resources. And like you said, if you can't donate money, you can also give clothes. You need clothes. So and you can find all these links at, at, at uh, Rome's Twitter account. Uh, and uh, again, Rome, thank you so much for for everything you do and uh, come back soon and talk to us.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Oh. Uh... Yeah, we definitely got to do this. Come back on. You can come on RBN at any time. You know, you, I love you, it.
0: I would love it. I just yeah. came to you guys just had the third party summit. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I I was with Sabs and a few other people on the panel and you guys revolutionary blackout network. You guys are a million times better than than Fox News, CNN and MSNBC combined. So thank you for putting <laughs> the truth out there and for actually speaking uh, for, for the for the people because I, I never hear the people represented on, on corporate media. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's yeah, it sucks, but we're gonna get there. Uh, I'm trying to make some moves for RBN. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying, we uh, hopefully, uh, don't you know what I'm saying, we either lock our ass up or lock our ass out, you know. But <laughs> we'll see. We're, we're,
0: no, you're doing gonna, good, man. You gonna keep gonna it up, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, thank you. All right, bro. brother. All right,
1: thank you. Okay.